Welcome to the Spectrum Lounge podcast, where we discuss creatives of color disrupting the game in TV, film, and pop culture. I am your host, Rebecca Theodore Vachon, and on this episode, we review episode one of the Marvel animated series, What If, with Robert Young. Hey, Robert, welcome back. Hey, I'm excited <laughs> to be back for this show. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, I mean, you and I, we, we've known about the What If. <laughs> series. I just wanted you to kind of tell our listeners that um, today, for anyone who doesn't know, the premiere episode of the What If animated series dropped on Disney streaming. It is a, it is a Marvel property. Um, and Robert, why don't you tell us a little bit about the origins of What If as far as like the comic book and what Marvel is doing with the animated series? Yeah, well, the comic book is kind of interesting because the comic book is that's the first series I actually had a subscription to back in wow. the day okay. for Marvel. Yeah, I used to be really into it because they had some just like some really cool concepts of like uh, what if um, uh, they had a lot of ones dealing with Spider-Man, of course, because Spider-Man was like their lead character. But oh. they also had several with like the Hulk and Wolverine mm-hmm. that were really good. And it's just, you know, the whole concept, you know, what if like this one small thing in the Marvel universe changed and how that would affect, you know, whatever characters happen to be involved in that specific issue. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they're taking that and they're bringing it into the MCU. But I almost feel like it's like now that we had Loki and Mm -hmm. we know we have all these different multiverses, I feel like they're relating it to, all the multiverses that exploded out of the Loki series. Ah, so that, so in a way Loki was basically um, kind of laying the groundwork for what if. Yeah. I feel like it, I feel like it has, I feel like these things are kind of like, could be any of those tendrils we saw, you know, Mm -hmm. branching out of the timeline that we saw in Loki. Right. Right. Um, So I know we had seen, um, I think we had we had started to see some of the artwork from What If. Um, from what I understand, this first season has 18 episodes. Is that correct? At least that's what I'm seeing. I don't know. I, I didn't think it was that. I thought it was 10, but if oh, there's 18, I'll be super excited. Oh, maybe it's a combination. <laughs> oh, you know what? It might be a combination of both series. Oh, okay, of, of both, cool. Of both seasons, I should say. Okay. Um, I mean, IMDb has 18 episodes listed, but I think they're probably splitting it up. Splitting it um, up. Yeah. So let us let's talk about the premiere episode. What if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? So the premise is um, going back to the first Avenger. And I loved and I think what I loved about it is that there's such attention to detail because it, it really is like watching first Avenger, it really but, you're, is. but you're just flipping. You're just like, <laughs> you know, if you just, if you just kind of move something just 10 degrees to the left or 10, it doesn't, it like, it isn't anything cataclysmic that changes. It's just little things that happen that kind of put Peggy um, in that position in order to become, you know, to get the, the, the first super soldier. Um, right. So I just wanted to get your thoughts. Think about episode one. Uh, I was I was blown away. Like mm-hmm. I was I was already coming coming in hot, excited from you know all the promos they had, and it looked good. But not only does the animation the animation is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like me and you always talk about how much we love DC animated 
yes. from back in the day. Uh-huh. And, you know, even like a lot of Marvel's most recent animation just looked a lot like the, the DC animation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this particular art style is just beautiful. Right. And not only is the art beautiful, but the animation is just like impeccable. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I graduated from animation school and yes. just to see the weight and like the, just the way they show weight and everything in this, it just looks like they putting uh, so much time and it, it's yeah. just, I'm blown away. I'm bl- And yeah. then on top of that, the story is uh-huh. just like next level. Yes. So. I loved it. It was it was like watching a first Avenger, but with the woman. It really you know was. What I mean? Like it, and I love that. Um, so number one, I just before we get into the episode, I just wanted to give a shout out. Um, because as we know, some of the original talent from the live action MCU actually come back to voice uh some of these characters. So Haley Atwell, who is an absolute favorite of mine, mm-hmm. is back to voice Peggy Carter. I would not have accepted anybody else <laughs> voicing Peggy because I, I love her. And, you know, you and I are big fans. We watched the first two seasons of Agent Carter. And I'm really hoping that this, um, you know, like all of this positive press and 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 critique of this, I would hope that, that maybe they could give Agent Carter maybe a third season or at least bring her back. I just feel like Peggy Carter is such an important part of the MCU. Um, that I, I would agree. love to see that. Yeah. So first off, let's talk about the opening monologue, monologue or voiceover who is, <laughs> we are introduced to the watcher, yes. um, who is voiced by the absolutely talented Jeffrey Wright. When I tell you that this is pitch perfect voice casting, <laughs> I love it. Like his voice, that baritone, it, he is perfect. Like if I had to think of what the watcher would sound like it would be Jeffrey Wright. Uh, totally. Can you can you just give our listeners just a, a sort of background on who the Watcher is? Yeah, he's one of those uh, cosmic uh, entities up there with like Galactus and the Beyonder mm. and Ego, all these major cosmic entities in um, the Marvel universe. And there's actually a race of Watchers, and they all wow. watch they all watch different portions of the universe. Mm-hmm. And basically, all they're there is they're basically like the historians of the Marvel Universe. They watch things happen and they're supposed to never interfere with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he says that he was like, I watch, but I don't interfere. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're like the chronicles, uh, the chroniclers of MCU history. Um, unbelievable. So so my question is, are they are the watchers? chronicling all the multiverses or just one specific multiverse because we know that the mcu that we're watching you know up until recently it was uh universe 616 right yeah and we know that yeah no i was gonna say i'm guessing they're watching all the different multiverses my goodness how many different watchers are are assigned to different you know multiverses i'm guessing oh so how many multiverses well i know we're six uh I'm saying we, the MCU is 616. How many multiverses are there? I mean, if you're at 616, I can't even imagine. Yeah, I don't I don't know the total, but I know mm-hmm. like, like 616 is our main one, but 1610 is yes. like the one that we've pulled a lot of stuff. That's like the Ultimates oh, universe. Oh, so that's that where Black Nick Fury. Yeah, that's where Black oh. Nick Fury came from and all that kind of stuff. Uh um Spider uh into the Spider-Verse. 
our black Spider-Man. He's from that 1610 too. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when we watched Into the Spider-Verse, that was 1610. Like if they're going, if Sony's yeah. going by Marvel's thing, yeah. that would be 1610. Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Okay. So let's, let's set up the beginning of this episode and I'll pass the ball over to you. So um, like I said, a lot of this, when we, when we open the episode, it is pretty much from First Avenger, only animated style, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we're we're at the part of the movie where Steve is in the chamber with Dr. Erskine and, you know, Howard Stark and all the military personnel. Um, and he's about to step into the Vitaray chamber in order to get the super serum. And this is where that <laughs> little twinge happens where things kind of uh change can you kind of let us know so what what makes this different what if what makes this different from first adventure yeah well this one when the saboteur you know sets off his bomb you know steve jumps out of the chamber and gets shot by the guy wow and then uh, and then then of course you know uh, uh agent carter shoots the guy and retrieves you know the vial that he stole and mm-hmm. then they're running out of time because because of the explosion, it's damaged the machine. Right. And Peggy jumps in there mm-hmm. against the orders of the general. And of course, Howard Stark's going to do what Howard Stark does. Because <laughs> I think they asked Howard to step in there. He was like, I just pushed the button. Yeah. I'm not getting in there. <laughs> and, and the general doesn't want Peggy to jump in because she's a woman, but, but Howard um, don't care. He Howard's going to do No, nah, he's going to do it. <laughs> but, that's what I love about him. Yeah, yeah. And and there's there's a recurrent theme in this episode that I love, which which kind of starts it it starts with that specific scene and it's a recurrent theme throughout this episode where the watcher or the the narrator says um in First Avenger when they were about to start the experiment, uh Peggy went upstairs, right? She went right. into the observation room uh to watch uh, you know, St- Steve turned into super soldier in this iteration of what if she doesn't leave, right. she's in the room. And that's the recurrent theme of this episode is when we let women in the room, right? When we, mm. when we let, when, I shouldn't say let, but what, what, when women are in the room, right. And yeah. they, 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 and, and more importantly, when you have male, male a- allies, as we see in this episode, like Steve is a huge ally of, Peggy, so is, so is Howard Stark and other uh, men who are like, no, she's qualified. Like, she can do this, right? Yes. So that little change in the storyline where Peggy stays downstairs allows all of these things to happen, right? So yes. like you said, when Steve is shot, but he's too injured to go into the Vitaray chamber. And so she just takes matters into her own hands. She ta- she uh, grabs the vial from Steve and goes in there and she becomes the first super soldier. And I just want to say that I really appreciated the fact that they did not, uh, because sometimes, you know, an- an animation, um, their depiction of female characters can be very gendered, right? Like mm. the women are usually smaller, curvier, you know what I mean? But right. this one, no, like she's. She was buff. <laughs> She was buff. Like she, yeah. she gains inches, right? Like she gets yeah. taller and she's buff. And I yeah. love that. I was like, okay, I like yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. And and what was really cute, the other thing, I mean, I, I'd love to talk to you about this really quickly, is that one of the things um, that I loved about the what if ep- of, of this episode is that while these are what if scenarios, 
they really keep to the core of who these characters are. Right. That's what like, blew me away. Right. Like, even though like Peggy is is always a hero. So it was never unrealistic for us to think that she would, you know, jump into that um, chamber and become the first super soldier because that's what she is. Right. Like mm-hmm. she's she's a hero. And what I loved about this depiction is that while Steve in this uh, particular iteration is not Captain America in this episode, we really get to see. Why cat why Erskine picked him in the first place? Like, yes, he's not the super soldier, he's not buff, he's still small, skinny Steve. But I was just in love with it. Like, I was just enamored by him because it is like we you and I have always said this that what makes Steve special is not his powers, but it's his heart and right. his goodness and his courage. And you see that throughout the episode. And so it, it was actually kind of cool not only to see Peggy in the what if scenario of her becoming the super soldier, but the what if scenario of what if Steve hadn't taken the super serum, right? Cause that kind of harkens back to Falcon and the winter soldier, right? This whole idea when Zemo proposed the idea that taking the serum is a form of supremacy. And then, you know, uh, 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 Sam was like, yeah, but what about Steve? And then, even even Zemo had to be like, okay, well, he's an exception to the rule. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, he's an exception to the rule. Because uh, yeah. a lot of people, because as we saw in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, people who had access to the super serum were just abusing the power. Um, but Steve always stayed who he was. And in this episode, we really see, without that super serum, he's still very much a, sh- a soldier. And the other thing that I loved, some people may have issues with it. I very much love the fact that they kept this love, that this, this love story that is never really consummated mm-hmm. <laughs> much like first Avengers. But in this episode, we do still see that flirtation. And even though the power dynamics are reversed in this um, episode, the attraction is still there. Yeah, Like, like Steve is not intimidated by the fact that Peggy has all of the strength and power. Right. 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 And, and she's still attracted to him because she's just like, but we saw that in the live action um, MCU as well. And I always point this out to people that when you watch Endgame, right? Like that mm-hmm. part in Endgame when Steve and Tony go back in the 70s to the um, to the army base to get the pin particles. When Steve goes into Peggy's office, right? Because now he's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, she's the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. The picture that Peggy has on her, um, on her desk of Steve is not of Captain America. Right. It is, it is skinny Steve. Yep. It's pre-soldier Steve. So to me, that showed her heart. That that that's who she was always in love with. Not, you know what I mean? Like even if right. you didn't take it. Yeah, yeah. What what did, what are your thoughts on that? You you know you know what really blew me away about this is mm-hmm. like the way Steve supported her. Yes. As Captain Carter, like mm-hmm. even after he got the uh, Hydra Stomper armor. Yeah. Like that whole scene. Where you know he flies in and he punches the tank and everything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then when it's when it's all over, he goes up and meets with with Captain Carter and the the rest of the Howling Commandos, and he yes. you know he pops the top off of the armor, uh-huh. and they're all clapping, and he and the first <laughs> thing he says is you know Captain Carter did this for us, you know oh. he always like points the the light at Peggy every single time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I, I would be very curious and I wanted to and I wanted to discuss this real quickly because you and I have been noticing this on the the socials. Right. Like Twitter right. in specific. There's been this really nasty pushback 
against this episode, right? Like there's mm-hmm. like to me it's it it smells or it looks like misogyny. I'm just going to say what it is. Like some of these standboys are so triggered by this idea of a female of a woman super soldier. I'm not going to say Captain America, a woman super soldier. Mm-hmm. And it's this it's this real weird thing like, "Oh, I hate this." And what do you mean? And you're erasing Steve Rogers. And then there was this other thing where they tried to insert race into it and they were like, "Oh, you guys are are trying to erase Sam Wilson." Sam Wilson is still Captain America, guys. <laughs> like right. um the fuck down okay like they're working on a script for captain america 4 we're pretty sure that sam wilson will continue to be captain america in phase four and five for how for however long you know uh anthony mackie decides to play the role so this is not an erasure okay right. number one she's not captain america she's <laughs> captain carter okay exactly. <laughs> and the exactly. shield is a british uh, is is the is of the British flag. I mean, we can definitely talk about the imperialism behind that, much like the American flag. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. But all to say, no, nobody is trying to erase Sam. Again, this is an alternate reality. And also, it doesn't make sense for you to say that it's erasing Sam because this takes place in 1943. Sam Wilson wasn't even <laughs> born yet. His father wasn't even born yet. You know what I mean? So you yeah. can't replace somebody who's not even there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... I just what what were your thoughts on that? I just thought that those critiques and the the trolling of that were just stupid to me. Yeah, it's it it, it really like pissed me off. Like they mm-hmm. like if if they if you just want to, you know, look at it on on face value, they they kind of do this with these accounts like every mm-hmm. time a new series comes out, like when Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out, everything mm-hmm. was Sam Wilson all the time on mm-hmm. the, on that particular, you know, social media account for Captain America. Right. And since Peggy Carter is part of the Captain America orbit, mm-hmm. you know, anything to do with a Peggy Carter show is going to be promoted on that account. Of course, I right. don't get the big deal about it, you know. So, yeah, I'm just but yes, yeah, a, a whole lot of misogyny going on Very for the much. guys that do not want to see Peggy shine. Lord G, I was like, y'all need to calm down. Like, go outside <laughs> and go, please go touch some grass. Like, I, I think I, I had shown you one of the tweets where they were just like, well, you mentioned it, how they were saying, oh, how come Disney and Marvel didn't go as hard promoting this episode as they did for Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I was like, where have you guys been at? Like every week when, cause the, uh, n- the new episodes dropped every Friday, it was uh-huh. trending. It was always trending for at least a day and a half. I did a whole search on that account during right. the time that the TV show was out, and okay. they were okay. they, they were just blitzing oh. Twitter with with Sam Wilson stuff. Like they, mm-hmm. this, they, they can't say that they didn't support that show. Absolutely, they supported it a hundred percent. Like, what are you talking? I mean, didn't Disney say like Falcon and Winter Soldier was like one of their best streaming properties? Yeah, right? like, they like sure people is. were clear. Yeah, and uh, there there wasn't a week that didn't pass by where we didn't see interviews with Sebastian Stan and and Anthony Mackie. And yep. I just thought that that was so strange. I was like, there's no preferential treatment here. Of course, you're going to see a lot of promotion for What If because Falcon and Winter Soldier ended in May, y'all. <laughs> and mm-hmm. what was it? May, June. And this is their new property. And they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like, I I personally wish that Amazon had gone as hard for Invincible as yeah. much as they did. Like, listen, the only yeah. reason why I found out about Invincible, Robert, is because 
I think you you told me. I didn't see any promotion Maybe. for that show. There wasn't. There wasn't no. any. No. No. And then once we saw it, then we live tweeted it. And then the Amazon accounts were like, oh, we have a show. I guess we better get on it. I'm like, y'all are. I mean, I have friends who work at Amazon, but even I tell them, I'm like, y'all got to get on your social media game. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah. the lack of promotion. Sweet. Yeah, the lack of promotion for Invincible was just kind of unfor- un- unforgivable to me. So, but I digress. Anyway, um, oh, I just wanted to say really quick, because uh, we were talking about voice actors, right? So we have Jeffrey Wright as The Watcher. Haley reprises her role as Captain Carter. What's interesting, um, our, my, my boo, uh, Chris Evans, America's ass, uh, yeah. <laughs> Captain America. He Chris Evans did not voice Steve Rogers in this episode. That voice actor's name is Josh Keaton, and I must tell you, he does it a standout job because he does. Uh, he sounds like Chris Evans. <laughs> he really does. Because at first I was like, I know Robert told me that Chris didn't do this episode, but I'm watching the episode. I was like, this sounds like Chris Evans to me. He did a um, damn good job. He did, and and even his, you know, the chemistry with with Haley Atwell, you know, at least their voice chemistry. I was just like, mm-hmm, yep, I'm yeah. invested in this love story. But um, everybody else seems to be saying Dominic Cooper came back for how Yes, Star. he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> and then, um, and I was also very happy that, um, oh, Neil McDonough uh, reprises his role of uh, Dum Dum Duggan, who's yeah. one of the, the Howling Commanders. And of course, we have to talk about this real quick. Sebastian Stan voices <laughs> Bucky. Now, we saw last week... <laughs> <laughs> this trended last week. They were uh, Marvel was doing, you know, like their online promotion, and there were some still shots of the animated Bucky Barnes <laughs> with the beard. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> with the, it must be from another episode because this episode yeah, is very short. Be. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, so it must be an upcoming. This is where he had the blown out, the Dominican blown out, the Wakandan <laughs> blowout with the beard, <sighs> and I was just like, um, I know this is an animated character. But why am I attracted to this? Is this is it, like a lot of us women were just like on Twitter, like, what's going on here? Like, we need to get out more. Like, this doesn't make any sense. I can't imagine what how hot it's going to be once that episode pops. Listen, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a situation. It's gonna be a situation. I mean, Sebastian Stan live action is also is already delicious and dreamy, and they had the audacity to make this man even hotter. hotter. <laughs> An animated version. I was like, y'all ain't right for that. I love it. I love it. Um, so the last few minutes, um, we can just kind of recap. So we know that uh, Peggy becomes the first super soldier. She becomes Captain Carter. Um, and one of the things that, the other thing that I really appreciated in this episode is that even though that this is a what if scenario um there were some it was still very grounded in reality the yes. sex the sexism that peggy faces is pretty much the same even as a super soldier she's still dealing with some boneheaded men you know yes. what i mean and i was like oh lord <laughs> we can never escape sexism <laughs> yeah that <laughs> scene that scene that the, they had with peggy and steve in the bar Yes. Where Peggy says, I'm no longer screaming to be heard, to be mm-hmm. seen, or to be mm-hmm. in the room. And right. Steve is like, to be respected. I was like, uh, yeah. Steve knows what's up. <laughs> he does. And, and, cause, and that's what made their relationship so special is like, you know, she's a woman. They they either don't see her or don't take her advice. Like, they don't think that she's important or she's of value. And then with Steve, while he is a man, the fact is that he doesn't fit 
into their paradigm of masculinity, right? He's right. small, he's smaller, he's sick. So they're both kind of marginalized in different ways. And I think that is what makes their bond so strong. Yeah. Um, and so uh yeah, real quick. Uh we know in the episode when she becomes Captain Carter, number one, her fight scenes were effing lit. Oh my okay? goodness. She was effing them dudes up. I was like, uh, I can't unsee this. I need a, a woman Captain America at some point in the MCU. That montage when they mm -hmm. show her fighting the war when yes. she's in the air. Yes. Oh my God. That is I a piece it. of beauty. I loved it. And I love that they they made her power just unfettered. Like whatever Steve, whatever we saw Steve do in the live action MCU, Peggy was doing it too. Probably even better. Well, you know, with animation, yeah. you have a little animation, bit Animation, yeah, you can hype yeah. it up. <laughs> oh my God. And then let's talk about how we also got the first Iron Man prototype Ooh. in 1943. That, because, um, you know, Steve is injured. He doesn't have the super soldier. So Howard Stark, uh, they, during a mission, they retrieved the Tesseract, right? Correct? Yeah. And Howard somehow harnesses the power of the Tesseract to build Steve like this iron giant it's 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 the Iron Man. It's Iron Man Beta, right? Yeah, it's basically beta? the Mark One. Yeah, yes, it's basically the Mark, the Mark One. One. Yeah, because it looks a lot like the one that Obadiah St Stone had in mm -hmm. the first Iron Man. Remember that? It was very big and bulky. It yep. looks a lot like that. Let me tell you, their team up with Peggy Ooh. and Steve in that suit was everything. Like when she would jump on his back and he would just fly. I just love that. I was like, can we get a live action? Can we just get a series on this? Just the adventures of like Steve and Peggy? Cause I would love to watch that. That yeah, was that just... part, that part where he's like, uh, Stark gave me some new dance moves and she's like, we should get on the dance floor. then. I was like, Oh my goodness. I can watch this fight all day. She stayed flirting with it. And, and the thing is like with this, what's interesting with this Peggy and I'm going to make this kind of comparison to the She-Hulk and follow me here. Now, mm. when, we, when, we, when we saw the live action Peggy Carter, she was somebody who's very assertive, kind of flirtatious. But what I noticed in this iteration of Peggy, when she got the super soldier, she was very, like, she was putting it out there. Yes. Like, like what's good? Yes. <laughs> Wait, like, we trying to do this or what? Like, she was, to me, she seemed more sexually assertive. Yeah, right? and she, she mm -hmm. has some swag to her. Yes. It and her intro fight, when she's fighting those Nazis, Listen. and then that big giant dude walks up to her, and she, like, flips her shield on the ground. What? Yes. And then he comes up the big, he's like some Aryan pumped yes. up, and he was like, oh, they sent a fur line to do a man's job. And I loved what she did. She was strategic. She was like, you know what? She puts her, her fists up, and you think it's going to be a big brawl out fight? She punches him in the goddamn knee and just crushes it. Just that's breaks you, his knee. That's it. That's all you got to do. I'm not gonna fight with you. I'm just. I'm just gonna incap incapacitate you. So and it, and it reminded me of the uh, fight between uh, Cap and Batrock in yeah. the Winter Soldier, where Cap dropped his shield. Yes, it reminded me of that. It was, and you saw a lot of. There were a lot of homages and callbacks to First Avenger. Yes, yes, and they just you know, made it with Peggy and then flipped it or whatever. And so I, I really, really love, I'm, listen, if this is the promise of things to come, <laughs> listen, I'm so hyped. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to keep my Mandalorian uh, schedule where I set my alarm at 3am and just watch the new episode. I don't even think I'm going to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I'm, I know that Chadwick episode. Yeah. is going to be like, 
very you know, special. Wakanda and everything. That's just going to be beautiful. It is. Wait, so are there two episodes with? Because there's one where he's Star Lord, right? So he does, yeah. he's not raised in Wakanda. So I'm assuming there's two episodes with with Chadwick. I'm not sure. Or maybe or it's the same there, one. Okay. I've seen like a lot of Wakanda. I saw Shuri. I yes. saw. I mean, there's a lot of Wakanda stuff. So I don't know if it's in that same episode or if we're going to see multiple things. Well, yeah. maybe. Oh, you know what? The one uh-huh. with the what's his name that got killed in Black Panther? Uh oh. Uh, he has his own episodes, so that might be the Wakanda. No stuff. freaking way! Oh, did is Michael B. Jordan? Um, yeah, he's voicing it too. Yeah, he's Killmonger. Wow. Yep. Yeah, so that might be from the Killmonger episode. Do the you Wakanda stuff? Do you think that what if episode would suit Killmonger up as Black Panther? Yes, I do. Yes, oh, I shit. do. Well, you yes, know what's gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen, right? Because if people <laughs> love that episode. They're gonna start petitioning for Michael B. Jordan to come back. Yeah, because they already had him right in the rhinos. So I'm like, yes. he's got to be Black Panther and Wakanda. He's got to. Wow, be. wow. Well, I am hyped. I, I, I love <laughs> this. Too. I'm actually gonna. Um, I have a flight later on. I'm actually gonna pull it up on my laptop and watch it again with my headphones because I just, like you said, like the animation, the voice direction, the action direction. It really felt like watching a movie. Like I would have, like I would, if that was a two hour feature movie, I would have happily paid money. Me to too. watch it. And yeah, I'm I'm still I'm team, you know, Peggy Carter. I love Haley Atwell and I'm hoping that all of this attention will bring her back into the MCU fold cuz I don't think her story is over. Again, uh we need a third season of 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 uh Agent Carter. Or at least like a season that shows like the founding of Shield. You bring back Dominic Cooper as the younger Howard Stark. Like I would love to see how Shield is created and Me also too. That sub, you know, also that 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 um sub story of how Hydra grew within Shield, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. we knew from Winter Soldier that while with the creation of Shield, uh, Hydra, because uh, Shield had hired some of the former Hydra scientists like Doctor Zola, they grew with like a cancer within the organization, right? Which led to Howard Stark's death and all of that. So. I'm excited. Um, I'm glad you loved it as much as I did. <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, so I'm looking to see what's going to be episode number two. Okay, so episode two, here we go, is... Oh, next week is the T'Challa episode. What would have what oh, what, what happened if T'Challa and not Peter Quill was picked up by, by Yondu and became Star-Lord? Listen. Mm, we'll be back we'll be back next wednesday to talk about this episode (laughs) i am so excited i'm so and actually i'm um what i need to do i have a membership i have a a subscription to comiXology i'm actually going to try to see if i can find some of the what if comics um and just good you should check them out i will i will all right well thank you so much robert for taking the time to speak to me and talk to my listeners about the first episode um as I said, the first episode of What If is on Disney streaming. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, Robert, can you let people know what your uh, Twitter handle is? Yeah, I'm at Robert C. Young on Twitter. Great. Me up anytime. Yes, and you can find me at, at filmfatal underscore NYC. Let us know what you think. Use the hashtag uh, The Spectrum Lounge and let us know what your thoughts are. Um, and thank you for listening. See you on the other side.